Brown and out. It's a brown and out podcast. <laughs> and I'm along for the ride. <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome to Brown and Out, uh, the show where we give voice to LGBTQ people of color in Vermont. Today, we're talking to Billy Miles and Mercedes Mack. Hey, how's it going, y'all? <laughs> It's going great. I'm glad to be here. I'm literally living my life to be right now. I'm sweating. I have to take my sweater off. Be free, please. <laughs> oh, it's going. Yeah. Oh. It's marathon day. Yesterday was mom's birthday. Oh, it yeah. was. Yeah. Oh my gosh, happy birthday. Thank you very much. That's sweet. Thank you. Uh, was it was it great? Was it everything you ever hoped for? Um, it was a good day. It was a good day. The weather, you know, it was rainy yesterday. Um, Sharon, my wife, um, asked me what I wanted to do, and I just wanted to go junking. It's, it's oh. stuff we love to do together, so that was fun. You so got a wife now, too. I know, I know. So, um, yeah, so we went up to North Hero, tooled around the yard sales and stuff like that, worked our way back to Burlington. Yeah, that was cool. Okay. Yeah. I, the the famed yard sales of North Hero. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're legend. Um, so you just uh, went around basically mm-hmm. like antiquing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I we're not that you know foo foo. <laughs> we don't <laughs> antique. We really look for like yard sale, like you know cheap stuff. Um, so yeah, it was but it was fun. It was fun. I found some old like. Um, journals and ledgers I like to do um altered books and I do collage and a little bit of I have a little art hobby I'll call it that mom's and, an artist and a um genius yeah and so um I got to do some of that yesterday so that was fun and you you get inspired by the things you find at these yard sales yeah sometimes especially like old documents I found um in one of the houses we went in, there was a envelope full of like old receipts from 1945 and like 1935, and I'll use those um, in some of the stuff that I do. So, yeah, that's fun. I would love to see some of your work. Where do you ever uh, display? Do you ever show things? I post um, on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I follow you on Instagram, yeah. so this is something that I should know about. I should. <laughs> I should have been aware. Yeah, excuse me, excuse my ignorance. No, um, no, no, not at all. Uh, so, you're an artist. What are some other things that we should know about you? What What else makes up? Uh, Let's see. <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a mom uh, and a and a grandma. My mom specifically. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. her. I am Mercedes' Just mom. Me. Right. Just me. For, the, for those who weren't aware, um, that is the relationship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mercedes, uh, and um, with my partner Sharon, uh, has two children, so together we have three children. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael's the oldest, uh, May is the middle, and Mercedes is the youngest. Um, so, yeah, and we have five, is it five now? Five grandchildren. Oh, wow. Yeah. Zero from Mercedes. <laughs> Which she is very proud of. Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> So, and we have number six actually is on the way. Um, Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, my it don't stop. That, it don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's a blessing. Yeah. And what else about me? I'm, I'm a, a sister. I have um, brothers and sisters. 
Um, actually, I have one brother that is still living, um, and uh, I have two sisters. And my brother David lives here in Vermont, and my two sisters live in New York City. And my mom, uh, who will be 95 in September. Also uh, a Virgo. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Wait, how, wait, how many Virgos are at this table right now? Two. Okay. The two most important. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm September 2nd, and Mercedes, you're... I'm the 11th. Oh, that's right. Grandma's okay. the 1st, yeah. September 1st. And I actually just did pulled up your chart, so... Oh, my gosh. Well, we are definitely going to have to get to that. <laughs> but so you were saying, your mother... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom's 95. She's also in awesome. New York City. And so, um, yeah. Good genes. I mean, I'll just like yeah. point that out. That's just like something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. looks amazing too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. her skin is just like pristine. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, everyone's yeah. doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. I have so much yeah. to look forward to. What a gift to yeah. a And I'm retired from a year, what, 30 some plus years and. The technology field. Oh, recently retired? Yeah. Uh, April made one year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yes. So, yes. This, what was your career in? Uh, technology. I was, I started, after I graduated from St. Michael's, I went to work at IBM oh. at Essex. It was called Global Foundries now, but many years ago it was at IBM. Um, and went uh, from there. Um, so I've been everything from uh, computer operator um, when I left St. Michael's in 2012, I think. I was um, the director of information technology at St. Michael's for like a, 12, a dozen years, something like that. And then uh, I went to a software firm, and that's where I retired from, from that job. Um, I was a, pro, a project manager. Sounds yeah. like you've been in STEM like your whole yeah. like professional career. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, did you encounter a lot of other black women in your? Oh, there were tons. <laughs> Not. I don't want to assume. No, you know no, no. I mean? You're I mean, right. No, at first they I've were... seen hidden figures. <laughs> <laughs> I just know yeah. a lot of people out there are probably saying that, um, but what is it, what was it really like? Yeah. What was it really like? Well, you know, you have to remember that it was uh, that point in time, you know, it was, so it was the late 70s, early 80s. There weren't many women in technology, um, and certainly, you know, people thought there weren't a whole lot of things that we could do, but... Um, you know, as the years went on, you saw more and more women, um, more and more people of color. Um, but um, I think the the industry is still pretty male dominant, uh, especially probably in management positions. But yeah, yeah. So, but it was uh, I loved it. You know, I still do some a uh, little bit of consulting. Uh, in that area, and so um, I really love the work when, you know, you get to do your work and your head's down on it as opposed to dealing with the other stuff, Uh, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 So 
I think those are the highlights. I'm sure there's stuff well, I'll think of as we as we have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mercedes, what are some things that folks should know about you? Um, <clears throat> well, just really quickly listening to mom talk about work life. Like mom's a boss. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like literally. I yeah. mean literally and also. <laughs> and I remember when you became the director. Or I don't know if I remember that, but I remember like then you moved into the corner office where Dennis had been, mm-hmm. and like there was the plaque on where the Dennis thing. had been. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't. He he was a cool guy. Yeah, he was. Um and um, but then you like moved into the office, and I just like remember the way that it felt for me to see like your name on the door, and like it said director, and like. I'd like walk into the IT department and be like, mm-hmm, yes, I am her daughter and I am here <laughs> to see the director back there in the corner office. Um, so that just like felt like important to me. I felt, I think I, I felt entitled <laughs> <laughs> and I felt empowered. What a feeling. Like through, through your, you know, like through the, the work that you had done. Hmm. So that's cool. Thanks for that feeling. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Feels nice, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, it felt like to walk into a place and like in my royal posture. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's my mom. It's cool. my mom. Huh? Um, oh, stuff about me. I was just doing this the other night. Um, with Candace for oh, that's right. Rebel Women. That's a thing that I'm doing. What's Rebel Women? Rebel Women mm-hmm. is a gathering um, in New Orleans, July 10th through the 13th of this year that I'm doing with my friends Candace, who's at Conscious Homestead on Instagram, Bree, who's at um, Nefer Bree Bree on Instagram, and then Naomi, who's the Ohm in Naomi on Instagram. They're Shout mean, out to them. Yes, they're magical, magical, magical people. And then we also have um, like our own Instagram for Rebel Women, which is at Rebel Women. And we're spelling women, W-O-M-X-N. Um, and it's really, I mean, it's basically the four of us coming together to hold space for... Um, women of color, people who identify as women down in New Orleans, and like, which is a very like intense um, place. And I feel like there's a lot of like movement, at least that I see right now, and like um, circles of like brown and black women that are doing like intentional ancestral work that are like drawn to New Orleans. And so um, we're gonna be down there this summer offering um, like. Candace is an amazing um, ancestral sh- chef, so she'll be doing like, um, like the body as altar and like using food to take care of the body, and then we'll be doing yoga and movement, and um, I'll be doing some offering like workshops on shadow work, magic, planetary deity work. Bree will do some shadow work. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I mean those those women are like part of what has kept me feeling like in my in my power um doing work with them 
so we anyway we had like this IG live the other night we were like get to know us and then we like started doing it and I realized I was just like avoiding the question I kept like I was like uh, like Candace do you want to answer it because I was like I don't know what to say about who who I am or like what I'm these were questions from the fans no these were questions that we just decided that that was going to be the theme of the IG live was like you're gonna get to know us, like whoever tunes in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we were just like sharing a little bit about ourselves. Okay. But it was awkward for me, <laughs> <laughs> which is all to say, like this also might be awkward. <laughs> awkward for me because I never really know what to say. But so things to know about me, <laughs> just like it doesn't have to be like a laundry list. It can just be like it's definitely whatever you feel like sharing, whatever you feel like is you know relevant. Um, to your life right now or maybe to your life in the past or maybe mm. to your future life. They're <laughs> yeah. all happening all at one time. True. Um, yeah. So I think right now what's relevant for me is that the last couple weeks have been like uh, really, really hard and I feel like this like Uranus moving into Taurus situation which is just like up-earthing things and like really shaking shit up I feel like has been like happening Um to me personally, where like things that I have always thought, like ways that I have always oriented myself towards the world, I'm realizing are not actually like true. <laughs> like, like I'm like, oh shit, I don't, I'm actually not right about that thing that I thought I was right about for the mm-hmm. past 20 whatever years. I mean, I'm 32, but like, you know, like since I've been like 12 until now, um, that's been really hard and like a lot of... Um, like purging I would say like emotional purging so I'm coming into a place where like I feel like I'm just coming out of that like alchemical like mix up and like violent shake up to be like okay get on being the better version of yourself and I'm like okay that was really hard though and I'm tired so that's where I feel like I'm at right now and part of that means like just accepting more gently like who I am like having more compassion about the person I am versus being very critical. I don't know if you experience this as a Virgo, but I'm like very, very critical. Oh, no. <laughs> no she just is one's way harsh on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I got them aside, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's like one of the things I thought that was just like normal. It didn't occur to me that that wasn't, that other people weren't doing that in the ways that I do that. So that's something to know about me. I'm a work in progress towards being more gentle to myself and people around me, which is, I feel good about that. As you should, absolutely. That's something to strive for. It's something everyone should strive for. That's very commendable. Caps off. (laughs) But I'm going to leave my cap off. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I don't, this is like, this is so random. Um... (laughs) But I think someone mentioned it already. Uh, today is Marathon Day in Burlington. Uh-huh. Um, so do, do you all uh, run marathons, or have you, or will you? Do you want to? I only run when chased. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds horrifying. <laughs> like, I I do, I've been chased a few times, but oh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and you run. Well, not marathons, but you were running. <laughs> yes, I have. I, there was a time when I was running. Oh, yeah. 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 
working on that now. In my mind, when you ask that question, I'm like, just the marathon of life, girl. Mm. <laughs> just running that marathon. Sometimes walking, sometimes crawling, That's sometimes true. on the side of the road, like, um, like in a dramatic fall. Um, yeah. Just like sweat and dirt everywhere. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, and then some other times like, yeah, I'm doing it. And like in a fabulous cute outfit and like. Yeah, that's a that's a great analogy actually because a lot of it is like a relay too. You know, you can hand off or you get help from somebody on the next leg of the journey. You know, it's it's not all solitary. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, it's not all solitary. I'm also seeing relays with different versions of myself. Mm. Ooh. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> But Wait a I, minute. I feel sad about I gotta it. write that down. And a little warm, too. I'm like, it oh is my Sunday. God. It is Sunday. I'll remind everybody. <laughs> yeah. So we're preaching. <laughs> we're not, not preaching. Relays with different versions of yourself. yourself. Sharing. I love that. Let's Just share. Let's elaborate. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at right now, too, is like, I am moving into a different version of myself, and it's a little bit sad. Because I have to let go of narratives that I really have loved deeply for so long. Like, abandonment narratives and um, I'm not good enough narratives. And, like, it's... And I actually, like, prefer to be small. So that's why I think it's like, feels awkward and odd to, like, talk, like, share about who you are. Um, Which, I mean, I guess I could, like, be very intellectual about it and, and say that, like, some of that is because of growing up in like the United States and then having the identities I have and and then the messages to those identities being to contract and actually be small. Right. And then just the epigenetics, like the ancestral line of like that being passed down. So like literally like contending with my, like my cellular structure and like my DNA to like pass the, but I also know like all my ancestors and guides and, um, you know, angelic forces, unseen forces are like, you can do it. Oh, I know you can do it. And then I also think that they like to do it for me because, like, when I when things like start like moving, I'm like, woo! I'm like very enthusiastic, and so I feel like they're probably like, she's hysterical. <laughs> like, well, let's keep making stuff happen for her so we can like right. see her so do enjoy a little, like, the show yeah. celebrations in the car. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Yeah, I think that that um, what you said about uh, contracting and being small, I think that is, you know, that's one of the things I've always admired about you is that you are, um, you know, my perspective of you is that, and, and this is only in comparison to myself, mm-hmm. like you're much braver, you're, you fill up more space, you are more... Um, willing to be herself. Um, I think I feel like, you know, my generation or, or my upbringing was, you know, you go to school, sort of like, you, you know, you be a good, a good black person, you know, you, so you don't make trouble. You know, you go to school, you get good grades, you get a good job, you know, you be responsible, sort of like don't make trouble. And, um, 
And I feel like, I remember the first time I saw you playing basketball. <laughs> Which I and, am not good at. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just so impressed that she was like, you know, moving her arms and just taking up space, you know. And and I always felt like you were, you know, just occupy as as much, as little space as possible. That was the message you feel like you got when you were yeah, a child? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, stay out of the way. Um and I know this, I don't mean it to sound like my mother was mean, but one of one of the things when you were getting yelled at, either by my parents or my grandparents, it was like, who do you think you are? Mm. And so mm. I was, it, it, you know, that, and that question has stuck with me. And I, I'm asking myself that even when, you know, your parents aren't around. It's like, who do you think you are, you know? Um, there was a time at one point where in my head I would go, I'm Billy Miles, you know, and finally like, yeah, I'm, that's okay. You know, it's okay for me to be who I am. So, um, all of that to say that, you know, for you, if, if I'm really glad if that, I'm sure it rubbed off in, in some ways, but I'm glad that you sort of, again, and from my perspective, sort of went beyond that, you know. Um, like when you said you felt entitled, you know, that you could that occupy that space or even acknowledge that feeling, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to if a feeling of entitlement comes up for me, it would be like, well, who do you think you are? You know, you can't, you can't do that. Um, so, yeah. So I don't know how we got there. Sorry. Well, that's what we're talking about, Marathon Day, and that's, yeah, yeah. this is like a generational uh, marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying all that, Mom. I appreciate that. I'm opening my heart to hearing that. And I think that um, it's interesting that that's like how you view me, because I think that that's true, but I also think that I'm just like running consistently a background program of fear. Mm. Like maybe like doing those things, but also like (gasps) just like a feeling of constriction, like maybe it's uh, just because it's it's not easy for people to receive mm-hmm. a version of who, the of who I am um, and then just like internalizing that and then also constantly like trying to move through that mm-hmm. which I assume like pretty much every human has that yeah. that experience to some to some degree yeah you mean like feeling the fear but moving through it anyway that feeling? Um, I think I mean the feeling of like I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be yeah. taking up space. Like I even though there are many like identities that have more privilege and entitlement, I do mm-hmm. think it is a common like human thread, like part of the human drama to feel like doubt yourself to doubt yourself. Well, that's why self help books Yes. <laughs> you know, there's a bazillion dollar industry, all right. of that. You know, <laughs> lately I, well, you know, I subscribe to things from Hay House, but lately I, you know, the the subject line of the email being like, um, do you really want to be happier? That I've been deleting them. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm already there. I yeah, you know, it's just yeah. this. Unsubscribe. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, sure. but I think you're right. That is a common human theme. And that's why all that stuff, you know, buy this, you know, you'll have, you know, wider teeth, fresher breath, and then you'll get, you know, all the right. dates you want or you will get a promotion. I mean, it's just crazy 
how much we are, um, how vulnerable we are. Really. Yes. Yeah. As, <laughs> as human beings. Be you vulnerable. Know, and very vulnerable. Yeah. And I don't like it. I don't like it. And that's part of what I learned this summer when I was hurt yeah. in home. Like, you, you and mom really helped me move into... I mean, I had no other option than to right. be vulnerable. Right. But, but it's not... Sucked. I mean, it's an uncomfortable space, but it's not a bad... I don't think it's a mm. bad space to be vulnerable because if we're so busy putting out walls, then we just... We don't want shit in, you know? And that's one of the narratives that... Like, and, I was at a point where I'm like, no, 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 but I prefer to not let shit in. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, this right. is what's comfortable. I know how to live behind these walls in this way. Mm-hmm. It's very predictable. Mm-hmm. And it's always producing the same results, which I love. <laughs> because pain and suffering, yes, please. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it isn't a bad space, but I definitely have labeled it as such, like being vulnerable. Right, right. Because in the end, I believe that you know, we are also blessed as humans because mm-hmm. if we have everything we need and ultimately things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some crap. Mm-hmm. There'll be potholes, you know, the, back to the marathon along that run. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, you're going to fall in a ditch and not look cute. Mm-hmm. You'll be, have the ugly cry mm-hmm. lots of times. Yes. But in the end, you know, you're gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. You know, not not sunshine and roses and you know rainbows all the time, but um, it'll it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That feels like a sunshine and a rainbow and a rose all wrapped together. <laughs> that message, honestly, to me, that's very positive. I really like that. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So, oh, um, while we were um, setting up here, we spent a little time in the library Mm -hmm. um, earlier, and Billy, you mentioned something I thought was kind of (laughs) neat, that when you were a child, libraries were a place that you kind of like sought refuge, I think you said? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um... My um, my dad had a little bit of a challenge with alcohol, and so things were chaotic at times. And I would go from school was a refuge too. I mean, and I and I did well, so that felt like a place where I got some you know positive feedback. Um, um, so I would go from school to, and the library, the public library was, um, on my walk home. So I would go in there and hours would pass mm-hmm. and I'd be like, you know, just lost in the stacks, uh, you know, reading everything, anything. Um, eventually there was a librarian that got to know me and she would recommend books to me. Um, but it just felt like a place where there wasn't any um, interruptions or intrusions from the outside. It didn't matter um, what I looked like in the library, in books, you know. In books, I was just um, 
you know, I was in charge, you know, opening the pages to reveal the story. Um, and I could go into it and just wander around for hours and hours. And uh, so I just always enjoyed books. And actually, as a child, I also had um, asthma really bad, and I often had to miss a lot of school. But I would have stacks of books, anything my mother would find to give me to read. You know, I'd be on the couch or laying in bed and just, you know, get lost in the books. Uh, so that was... That was, and there was a running joke. My brothers and sisters would be, you know, I can be in a book and people are talking to me, and it's like, you know, Billy, <laughs> hello. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, what, what? So, uh, yeah, so I have libraries to me are. Um, I remember one time I ran away from college. I was stressing out about something, so I got, I went down to actually, well, I went to St. Mike's, so I went to the bus station used to be where Drink is now. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, I don't know how much money I had, but I was like, what's the next bus? And the guy's like, where do you want to go? I said, just tell me what the next bus is. <laughs> so I got on the bus. It went to D.C. I spent like two days in the Library of Congress. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you know, I was just like, <laughs> who runs away to the library? <laughs> that sounds yeah. totally reasonable. Yeah, it it was sounds, great. It's a beautiful library, too. Yeah, and it is beautiful, isn't it? Oh, my God. It's like a cathedral mm-hmm. of books. Which is certainly very large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. so, yeah, libraries have always been... Uh, uh, very special to me. And books. Books, of course. Oh. Mercedes, do you share the same sentiment? <laughs> I love books. Yeah. Love them. Like, yeah. I think the most expensive like purchase I've ever made, besides the car that Mom helped me get, <laughs> it is a bookshelf. The barrister with oh, like, the yeah. glass uh, Those windows. Are beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, wanted like the most exquisite home possible for my books, and I just... I love that piece of furniture, mm-hmm. um, and I love the way my books look in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. there's books everywhere. Like, I typically sleep with books in my bed. Mm-hmm. They're next to the bed. They're in my closet, mm-hmm. in the car. Like, many of them in my purse. I'm doing a thing right now where I'm trying to just read one book. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm only allowed <laughs> to, because I've been carrying around like six books since I started. Um, a job in January and then I realized that I was just kind of like hoarding them mm. like I like to have them with me for comfort mm. <laughs> um, but I don't actually I just like like to know that they're there like I could reach in my, in my bag and get one um, but yeah I and they're so beautiful and I love to see them all lined up there was a time where I did like a color gradient thing in, in the <laughs> rainbow where I oh that's cute oh it's oh it, it's really satisfying. <laughs> but that's also your Virgo loving to organize that got a thrill from that, I'm guessing. I feel right? turned on. <laughs> I understand. Like, I like, can relate. Yeah, it's just so satisfying. And then I can just like sit back and be like, okay, there they all are. And just like <laughs> take it all. I'm like, this is just beautiful. Yeah. But I love books and I love writing and I love the written word. Like sometimes I'll read and like just read really slow like mm-hmm. read like one word at a time like mm-hmm. like really just taking like the contrast of the like black ink and the like cream color page and like <laughs> uh, like, like okay everything is like right in the world like yeah. everything is okay so I really love to hear you talking about 
um, your experience of the library because I definitely feel like that is imprinted mm. on my body. Yeah. And how was it for you to like see my love of books and reading? Did that you were like, yeah, I made you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually when you were little and I would read out loud to you and I would read you anything, the newspaper, anything, you know, just because I wanted you to see me reading and mm. was hoping that that would you know sort of rub off on you um but I was so thrilled when you when I could see that she loved reading um it was and everything you know I would I wanted her to know that you know there's books or books about any topic and I remember one time when you were little I forgot what you had asked me about you asked me a question and you said, Mom, and do we have to get a book about it? <laughs> <laughs> but, did yeah. we or do, do you remember if we did? No, I, I think it was, it was a belly. <laughs> it was a book about everything. <laughs> but it was cool. So you work at a library. You love books. Yeah. I do, yeah. I'm a yeah. fan. Um, yeah. My mother um, read to me like uh-huh. since forever. I was a book lover from a small thing yeah. and um yeah it, it you can't help but have that rub off on you and, yeah. and make an impact um and i'm grateful for that yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah my friend and sister not my bio sister i'm my mom's only child um and housemate kenzie uh the two of us have created what i'm calling experiment shops um called replenish healing from sexual trauma with plant medicine and magic, or plant medicine and tarot. And so we do those down at Rail Yard, and um, we talk about that very thing, like how to move through dealing with the impacts of sexual trauma, like on the body, the mind, the heart, and the spirit, um, using all different sorts of plant medicine, which is like teas or sitz baths or working with like ceremonial plants or like doing cleansing work with plants and then using tarot. Um, which I'm assuming most people know. They're like divination cards or like um, like oracle cards. Um, so that's something that I feel, I think I, I feel proud of that work because um, it's really cool to like walk into City Market and see a flyer that's like explicitly talking about healing from sexual trauma, like in public, like even just to have that, like mm-hmm. have those words like out in space and having people read them feels um important to me and like bringing it outside of like therapy or talk therapy or right um being medicated or self-medicating mm. <laughs> all all things that I have done like I'm not judging those things but I think using like the daily practice of ritual and using like plant allies has been really helpful for me in my like repair work um and it's just, I think it's cool. And it's really beautiful. I mean, people come and, like, you know, people um, are incredible and, like, carrying carrying all sorts of trauma mm-hmm. um, with them. And they're also, like, very smart. And I just think it's so beautiful and amazing that they've, like, made the decision to come to the thing. Like, yeah. that alone is, like, mind mind-blowing. And then, like, hearing people share different perspectives and things that help them, it feels, like, very... Um, like a source of a power for for all of us and hopeful. I think it feels yeah, hopeful too. That does feel hopeful. Um, 
And what was really interesting the last time that we met is like, so we, we had like the little, you know, it was like from six to eight and then once eight o'clock because of the Virgo in me, like once eight o'clock came around, I felt like released to like not try to like deliver the, the content anymore that Kenzie and I had planned. And then we, the folks that were there, like we had this beautiful conversation about, um, like how to be intimate and how to experience like pleasure and sensuality and sexuality, like after, um, dealing with sexual um, assault or rape or sexual abuse, like as a child, you know, like how do you, how do you reclaim your body and like the fact that like we are allowed to feel good. And it was like, not like we couldn't stop talking about it. Mm. So the next offering that we do will be more about like that very same thing. Like we'll just talk about that more, which is really cool. And also like never thought that I would publicly be talking about sex with people because I was like spelling the word sex up in like last summer, <laughs> you know, or like Kenzie would like, can we just lower our voices? Like there's no one else here, <laughs> you know, I'm like, let's just, just, just <laughs> you know, um, so I feel, I feel excited about that work and like just seeing, seeing where it will go and like the life that it will take on. Yeah. That's definitely a much healthier place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe, I mean, I really can't believe it. I can't believe it. I never thought that that would happen. Just being able to even like experience pleasure Mm. um, or feel my body. I didn't think that would happen either. So that's a nice change. Yeah, that is a nice. And then I'm, I'm moving towards more like an identity of like being a writer and like feeling like my... Right. Um, and just like stepping into that more, and like what my perspective and the like way I'm seeing this whole like weird dream consciousness dream that like almost humans are doing together. I'm like, okay, like I have things to share about how I see this going through a writer's lens. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. I mean, I personally think that it's really important to hear from brown and black people and brown and black people who um, identify as women. I just think it's really, like, I just think we're really important. And I think that our, like, like the imprint of, like, our sound waves onto the universe, I just think it's, like, really important in terms of adjusting the, like, shit show of how we are operating. Mm. Like as people right now. Not that we're per. I'm not trying to say we're perfect, <laughs> but I just think damn it's near. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that is good work. That is good work. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think that's all for me. Yeah, I feel like I've become more, um, you know, and sort of in a similar vein, um, I feel more aware of the lack of diversity in the, um, in the art circles that, that I move in and, um, have begun to challenge that a little bit. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not, I don't draw 
but I feel like I want to learn to draw because I want to be able to create more images that I feel are not, um, you know, what I see. I want to see more differences. Um, it was funny on one of the um, groups that I'm in online, um, somebody said, um, well, you know, I was just, I don't know how to ask this question, so I'm just going to ask it. But when I do collage and um, stuff, I is it okay if I use um, a person of color um, in the stuff that I'm collaging, even though I'm a white privileged female? And so, I, you know, my response was, I said, well, me personally, it'd be refreshing to see more diverse images in the stuff that people are sharing. Um, and in my head, I, I probably should have put this in my reply, but I would, what would I be able to collage if I didn't use images that didn't look like me, you know, right? So, but I said, um, so I said, again, I'm not speaking for everyone, I'm speaking for myself. Um, you know, to me, if I saw that, I would think that people were being creative thinking outside their own little box, that they see beauty in everything. I said, mm. the, I, mean, I said, look around you, look at, you know, look at the humans, languages, animals, plants, flowers. I mean, the world is abundant with mm. diversity. Why, right. why not draw on all of that in your, in what you're doing?